more time. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. Thomas is always like, I can't hear you. And I'm like, can you not hear me or are you not listening? He's like, you just are so soft-spoken. And I was like, I don't think so. I only think you're soft-spoken when you want to be. But today's not one of those days. We have a special guest in the Emily Cramsey uh, recording studio. The I guess AF, it's the Thick, thick AF, AF recording, podcast yeah. recording studio. It is my baby child sister. Woo-hoo. So <laughs> welcome to the Thick AF podcast. And Jerry Marie. Jerry Marie is here we with had us. had this discussion about my full name. And you just released it to the wild. You don't like it? <laughs> you released it to we the can wild. take it out if you want. But Jerry no, Marie, I was gonna fine. say that it kind of sounds like a porn star's name or not a porn star <laughs> or like somebody famous. Like Alexis Texas? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's like a stripper name. A porn star that's like porn star. Jerry Marie. <laughs> like uh, like Anna Nicole. Oh like um like Geraldine something. Bummer. <laughs> I, you know what? I always forget that your name is. It is Geraldine, isn't no, it? No, it's, oh, just it's not Jerry. just Jerry. Because there, I, I know I'm a not, lot of people. Jerry, but like Jerry, Geraldine, and Marie are kind of like old lady. Geraldine names. Marie. That's Jerry's a lot. Not, that it would be a lot. Mouthful. Geraldine Marie. I wonder what you know. What what is our friend Geraldine's middle name? I do not know. I don't know if I ever found out. Huh? You want me to phone a friend and find out real quick? No, no, no. Why don't okay. you phone your Facebook? It's something. probably it's something really long. Like, you Gerald know, she D. probably D. has Anastasia. two middle names, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So welcome, Jerry Marie, porn star. Thank you for having me. We're excited to have you. Yeah. Woo-woo. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so what if, what's going on? Why are you in town? Do we, you know, are we ex- sharing that information? Oh, I... Uh, I am in town because our father just had a father hip replacement. That is an aggressive word. <laughs> and, you know, they've got a lot of things they need help with out at the house. Yeah. So oh, yeah, they have horses. Charles had a hip replacement on Monday, and he is back at home now. Um, but, yeah, they got dogs and horses and all that jazz. So um, Jerry and I are essentially the farm duty girls for the week. Yeah. So... Shoveling shit every morning. Y'all don't look like, like shoveling type of girls. Listen, we... That is a compliment. Thank you. Yeah, but we, we like... <laughs> I spent my first year of college living with them, shoveling shit every single day as my, like, You rent. shoveled shit your freshman year of college? Every single day. I was living there, too. That was my chore. Sarah's like, I don't know. I'll still sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you worked and went to night school, so you oh, weren't around. fair enough. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I had a boyfriend, so I wasn't there a whole lot. Well, so that's not really fair. Just because you work, go to night school, and have a boyfriend doesn't mean you don't get to shovel, you know what. Well, I had also lived down here for like a year by myself and helped with all that. I helped build the damn fence that oh. fences the horses. But also, I am now the sole like out-of-town house sitting person, and I have shoveled shit many times and Jerry hadn't had to do it in a minute. Listen, I, mean, I do it every day for all four of my animals. <laughs> it's just not, not that big. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, until the fall, I walked. I had to walk my dogs every day, pick up that shit. And my dogs are still larger than all yours combined. <laughs> Wait, what kind of dogs do you have? Well, I guess dog. I mean, 
my dogs, I had two black labs. Now I just have one. But she's a big girl. And now um, she's found on the side of the road in Mobile. When, and I adopted her when I was living in Atlanta and then um, moved back to Mobile. So brought her to Mobile, back to her home. Uh, and then I moved in with my boyfriend and he has two dogs. So now I have three dogs. Ooh. But now we have a yard. So I don't have to pick up shit every day. But, you know, you still got to pick it up. Yeah, but they also have a really great um, contraption for the dog no, shit. No, <laughs> let's not advertise this because it's not. Is it one of those things that's like a diaper genie? It's a in the ground. dog poop oh. septic tank. What? And you buy this contraption and you buy these tablets that um are digester tablets and you dig this big ass hole in your yard and then you i guess cover to the top of it and you stick this thing in it that like is a lid that opens and closes Mm -hmm. so you open it and you put your shit in it and you put a digester tablet in it i don't know maybe like once a week oh okay and it's supposed to be like a septic tank, basically, and it digests dog poop into back into like the ground. Does it work? Well, <laughs> when you have three dogs and you have the size of a hole that was dug, it is not efficient. And you're also supposed to put water in it, and now it's kind of just like this watery dog. Poop. Yeah, oh, gross. I it's didn't like know that. Poopy, soupy poopy. <laughs> Ew. Or poopy soupy. And I mean, now it, it like legitimately isn't going anywhere. Oh shit! And we haven't literally we haven't put anything in it in a long time <laughs> because we knew it wasn't working. Even the digestion tablets are not working. It's anymore? not enough. The hole's not big enough. Oh jeez. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who came up with that? So you have a literal shithole in your backyard. <laughs> we have a shithole <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> and, I mean, I, if I thought it was acceptable to put on Instagram, I'd take a picture of it and post it. But that's not going to happen. No, I don't even want to. I go haven't checked near it, it in a while. Like I don't know. It might have gone down, but I don't think once it goes down, we're going to continue to use it. Does it, it. smell right. bad in the summertime? No. No. Okay, well, that's good because I have like a little trash can out here. And if you go outside, don't go out there because <laughs> right now the trash doesn't come till Thursday and I have three dogs and I and then sometimes other people's dogs come back here and poop and they don't clean it up. So I like pick it up and I think I'm like, did I miss don't my Don't you poop? need to be reporting that to the HOA? I was on the HOA, but I, I quit like yesterday. Well, <laughs> at my old um, place I, I still live. You know, part of me wants to like push the envelope a little bit and just get us like a cease and desist so we can like talk about talk shit about it on the podcast and just see what the fuck happens. But like, wait, do they listen to you. the podcast? Well, Members some people around here do. Yeah. They're well, being, like people at the pool have stopped me and been like, I was listening to the pot. And I'm like, oh, God. So <laughs> at my old um apartment complex we had this issue and they sent out notices that everybody had to have their dog brought in for dna testing and they did they pay for it yeah they paid for it they swabbed the inside of your dog's mouth that is they sent it into a company and you got a tag and it created a profile for your animal but if they found any 
pit or anything like any that? Any poop. Yeah, that no, somebody... Oh, breed. wait, the poop? Yes, any it's poop. Wait, they DNA'd the poop? Yeah, they so if they found any poop, no. yes, then they, they would test it and they'd send it off. And if it was a match to your dog, then you got fined. What fancy apartment were you living at that had the but money to do that? But here's I, the thing, though. I'm shocked by it. Listen, That's my too apartment much. complex did that. Greta had to do that. It was like two owners, two or three owners ago at my complex. They called it Poo Prince, and they did that. And if Poo you're, Prince. yes, your your first <laughs> infraction was a hundred dollars. Your second was two hundred. The third was you got kicked and then out. You got kicked out. No, I think our third was you got maybe even the second you got kicked out. But here's my they problem with that: around. if you got any Karen that wants to fuck with you, oh yeah, then. They could All go that's going to happen throw is the- they could watch you throw your dog shit away and then they could bring it in that same bag to the office. Mm-hmm. And that's some bullshit. I um, think that that, first of all, that is like a, like a violation of privacy. It was pretty wild. That's really messed up. I mean, I took care of my dogs and cleaned up after them, so I didn't care. I didn't but too. then I was worried sometimes when I would go out of town if I had someone house-sitting and would take my dogs out. Because oh, you have so to fair. walk them. Yeah. It, I would get nervous that they might not like pick up after them. And then I oh was going to get in trouble. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I didn't either. It that's didn't happen. So At least you had a dog park. Like we didn't have that. Yeah. And I don't know if they were like monitoring the dog park or whatever. But I mean, I was very lucky and have never really had to do anything with Greta or now with Jolene. I had somebody come walk Jolene when we went to Atlanta for Giggly Squad. Um, and that was it. Shout out Paige and Hannah. I know. We yeah, we did go. I, I never like really listened to them or anything until we went to that. And yeah. you're like, Giggly Squad, we're going to see Giggly Squad. And I'm like, what the hell is Giggly oh God, Squad? Sh- and that was a shit show of a damn night. <laughs> I thought it was fun. I mean, I had fun. It was just a long night and it was longer than we thought We actually it was talked be. about that today. So Sarah called text me and it's like hey we're gonna go to trader joe's and get this pizza what kind of are you okay with this type of pizza and i was like yeah you always pick out good food so i'm good with that and then i was like wait a minute just kidding there was this one time when you bought when you ordered this pizza what was it called it was some i don't i don't know what the place was called or what the pizza was called um but we went to some restaurant before and it was an italian place and we got this pizza that was like a white pizza and had gorgonzola on it. You would have thought that they, I don't even know where gorgonzola It was like the strongest from, gorgonzola you've ever had. 500 oh, pounds sick. of gorgonzola and put it all on the pizza instead of just like it's little sprinkles. so bad. It was just like so, it was so overwhelming. Strong. Yeah, it was like a and lot. We couldn't we eat it. We no, had to we order another pizza to go. We ordered a cheese pizza to go. And then Santana's You went back to the cheese. You didn't even try to like get we some did. type of topping to help with the flavor they, it had there prosciutto no, or something yeah, on it no and like it had other stuff there was yeah oh so that was back in your not pepperoni days yeah so we ordered she cheese eats pepperoni pizza. now apparently no, girl it's just that one hot honey that we oh, got we don't, at i don't store. eat pepperoni either no we're cheese pizza we eat cheese and pizza <laughs> and it's not Whoa. because of sarah and she doesn't eat it because of no. me we just that's what we like no pizza so we ordered a cheese pizza to go because i was like we didn't eat very much at dinner because we didn't eat our fucking pizza and i was like i'm gonna be hungry after this we're on our way home and at one point and finally i figure out santana's sat in the front seat and no she asked for the pizza and you handed it to her at one point and then we stopped to get lottery tickets and i kept winning 
And so I was in and out like, of the, scratch I went offs? In, like yes. yeah, scratch offs. I kept winning like ten. Yeah. I went like ten times, <laughs> and they were like, "No more!" And by the time I was done with all the scratch offs, Santana had eaten her entire pizza. Damn, <laughs> I was so mad. So she was mad. really pissed. Like she was like, "What the hell?" We Santana? were sitting in a gas station <laughs> at a pump because Aaron needed to get gas. I went in and peed. I tried to buy beer. Apparently, it was too late for that. You can buy lottery tickets at any damn hour, but I can't get me a big gulp of truly or anything like Whoa. that for the damn ride home. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, because well, they knew those you were probably you, not supposed you, to do that. Yeah, <laughs> it was a Saturday night. One of those you win money, or was it? One no, of those. It was Friday. It was Friday. Yeah, yeah, that's some bullshit. Well, and we don't get the so for everybody else that doesn't know this, we live in Alabama and we don't have the lottery here, and boo, it's so sad. So like. Oh, anytime you go to Georgia, you're like, yeah, lottery tickets. You Literally, know? the one of the, you know how someone in California just won that billion dollar, yes, Powerball or Mega Million. Yeah, uh, we almost drove to Mississippi just to buy some tickets. You can't get it in Florida. Well, Mississippi's technically a little closer on that side where I live. Uh, really? How much? How far is it for you? I mean, maybe like thirty minutes. Oh, oh wow! Oh my I god! I'm so jealous. That. They used to be like that when I lived in Auburn. I could drive like yeah. You go to Exit Two. Yeah. Go to Frisky Whiskey. <laughs> Frisky Whiskey. Yeah. Yes. They have good. They have cheap alcohol too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to go during college, and we'd get in lines to buy yeah, lottery. The very first there. time that I ever bought Jerry alcohol when I was 21, and she wasn't. They made us go to the Big Rat gas station. Big Cat. Whatever. It looks like a rat. Big Rat. And it's the one. Where is this? Here, like a road. In Auburn. Oh, in Auburn. Wait, the big, it, where's, is it still there? Where, I don't know, I don't but it's know. called the Big Cat. It's not the Big Rat. It's the, it's right oh, next okay. to the road that takes you to Kroger. Yeah, like on Dean Road. I used to live on Dean. It's on Opelika Road. But anyways, it has a gas station on one side and a liquor store oh, on the other. Oh, that one. It's right there. Yes, it's still called Big Cat. It yes. used to be across from where, like, Creekside. where the bowling alley is. Yes. Yeah. So it's I go in there sketchy. and they want... <laughs> It's what? <laughs> kind of sketchy. I mean, oh, it's so not that bad. You made me go into a sketchy gas station. It's right the gas station we tracks. all went into. So, needless to say, do you want to know what their request was? Do you remember what it was? What was it? I know where you're going with this, but I don't remember the alcohol request. It was vodka. Okay. Could, well, and what was the mixer? Grape Coke. <laughs> oh, the, I, like I love diet so, Greggy Pico. No, so listen. After I buy this and for them, knee high. we mm-hmm. I don't. I think we went to like one frat party for like a little bit and then we went back the guy she was dating at the time lived at creekside and we like hung out there and that two liter of grapey co rolled around in the back of oh, my you got a whole Civic two liter for, yeah. for months after that and finally i had to get it out it was never open and it went straight in the trash wait so what did you drink just straight vodka uh, i have no idea i don't know what i, I don't even know what i drank I don't remember. Well, that's good. Good night. That's a good night in Auburn. I'm pretty sure that was the time we had the goat. Like an actual goat? Did y'all steal a goat? (laughs) (laughs) Y'all stole a goat. No. Not not us. (laughs) Um, The fraternity party we went to was, it was like a... a, Farm party. Yeah, like a hoedown type party. They had like hay bales in the house. So it was like a K.A.? Yeah, <laughs> probably different fraternity yeah different um but. but they went to a farm and asked this guy when they saw these goats on the side of the road if they could borrow one 
So they took a baby goat for the they weekend. They borrowed the baby goat for yeah. free. They brought it back. And that same night at that same party, there was a girl there that was singing. And she was a former stripper at the Fuzzy Duck in Gadsden. <laughs> <laughs> what? I made friends with her in the Wait, bathroom. There was a strip club in Gadsden called yeah. the Fuzzy Duck? Yes. Connie can confirm. I wonder why it's called a duck. Is that kind of like a hairy vagina? Girl, Damn. I was not going to go like there. Like a fuzzy duck. Oh, y'all. <laughs> What'd you say? The like a beaver. A beaver, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm trying. <laughs> Are you trying to Google and see if it no. ever existed? No. <laughs> was this the same lead singer lady that was a Playboy? Yes. In Playboy? Yes. Mm, I remember this. I can't what, remember what, what her, her name band? was like Gemma or some shit like that. That's like my name, um, but with a G. It's our names mixed together it is. without the Ali. Okay, so we're gonna cut the cut the chit chat and get into the FMK. Yeah. All right. Are y'all ready for this? All I'm right. Nervous. So we're doing infamous cult leaders. Number one, Charles Manson. Number two. Well, and everybody knows who Charles Manson is. Number two, David Koresh. And he is the guy that was a leader of the Waco. I don't know if y'all saw those documentaries or whatnot. I don't know much about it, if I'm being honest. I've seen several of the, like, documentaries. I watched the scripted one, I think. Oh, the scripted one. Oh, yes. Good stuff. Okay, and then number three, Warren Jeffs. And he was the one that was, like, the keep sweet, pray, and obey. Which I'm going to need y'all to, like, refresh my memory on him. I I can. Oh, he, um, I mean, I have a whole... That's Spiel. the title oh, of the okay. documentary. Yeah. The tit- title, yeah, he was a fundamentalist for the LDS, basically. Okay, so you just do your FMK and explain okay. why, and so then well, that'll help me understand which something? one. You said everyone knows who Charles Manson is. I know who he is, but I don't know much about, like, his, my sister's looking at me like I'm a crazy... I don't, Have you not you been reading the is? news? Do you not see the so, lady that just got let out of jail, one of his followers? No. Yeah, he has, like, I a bunch of I don't have the news, so. remember? So Charles Manson was a cult leader. I forgot what his cult was called. Um, but he basically like Is murdered he a Kool-Aid, people. Kool Aid guy? No, oh. Kool Aid guy. That Is there was a cult in Jonestown. Oh, oh, I think that's the one I was listening to when we all came in. All right, Jerry, you said you have opinions. I'm gonna let you go first. All right. I mean, we're not fucking. We're not marrying anyone. But I will say you have to choose, though. I will say that. Two of these people did murder people, and one of them hasn't technically murdered anyone. So which one? So David Koresh didn't murder anybody, right? No, he yeah, is he, he the did. one that did murder people. Yeah. He was part of the um, what is it called? They had like a showdown with the, the police. Waco. Like it, there was a massacre. Oh, I didn't know he murdered anybody. Yeah, he was. Children died in a fire. Well, he, he was, was just technically, in his opinion, was protecting his family. <laughs> Okay, well, they also, like, had an artillery of weapons that they chose to amass in case anything like that happened so that they were well-equipped to defend themselves, which meant murdering people. That's true. So, okay, so we're saying that Warren Jeffs didn't murder anybody. Warren Jeffs, from my understanding, has not murdered anyone. I mean, Charles Manson... That's a given. No, I I can talk about Warren Jeffs in a little bit. So he's an 
old disgusting white man yeah he looks disgusting like more like a pervert like he would probably kill you yes and then have sex with your corpse so i think i would just look at his face in that picture this one right here i mean the other two are just not like viable options you know nothing is a viable option i think i'm just gonna and they're all getting killed I agree with that. Okay, but so I'm going to choose because this is how Fuck, Mary Kill goes, <laughs> and we just have to choose. Okay, okay, so if I had to choose, I would I would kill um, Warren Jeffs. <laughs> I don't care that he hasn't killed anybody. He's really freaky and looks really crazy. I would fuck um, Charles Manson, and then I would kill, or I would marry, marry David Koresh because I feel like, I would be able to get away from David Koresh. Charles Manson, I don't feel like I could get away from him. He seemed a little crazier. Yeah. And Warren Jeffs, like, I, yeah, I just can't even look at his face. He's just really creepy well, looking. Well, Warren Jeffs would, I mean, be, like, banging his, like, offspring at some level. So, like, that's well, So did David it. Koresh, didn't he, I think? Yes. David Koresh was also, like, having sex with children not the people he 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 brought his wife into this whole thing like and Mm. then made himself the leader of it and like that he was the prophet and all these people followed him and he like brainwashed the shit out of her and charles manson is just fucking nuts if we're going by attractiveness though let me go back and look at okay so i'm looking at some images Charles Manson, in my opinion, <laughs> looks still, psychotic. Yeah, but he still looks better than David Koresh has like a mullet. And I know that mullets are apparently in nowadays, but not with the females. They're only in with the dudes. <laughs> like dudes <laughs> like a mullet. And I'm sorry. I don't know. Like David Koresh looks more normal. Sort of. Sort of. But I feel like, okay, I'm going to pick. That's now. why I said I would marry him. But that's true. All right. Well, I'm going to pick now. Okay. <laughs> no, no, that kind of made it like normal <laughs> well normal. i am going to marry charles manson just what he's like living in hollywood rubbing elbows okay. with famous people so let you know probably why not that money. maybe i'll make some friends who knows that yeah. he'll want to murder well yeah and, and then he'll tell you to go murder them and yeah you'll be like, and then okay, you will okay what's his name charles, charles. charlie Okay, Charlie, I do whatever you say. <laughs> I don't know about and, that. And, well, I'm a sucking yo, you know what? <gasps> I don't know. I feel like that's what girls did back then for him. And they then would, like, you'd suck be it and murder somebody living in jail for the rest of your life. Yeah. And then we'd be talking about you like the crazy lady that just got out of jail yes. because you were his follower. Well, fine. Then I'm marrying Warren Jeffs. I'm not marrying that other guy. No. All right. Well, don't marry Je- Warren Jeffs. Why? You could get away from him after a <laughs> Yeah, minute. you could because Warren Jeffs had like 80 wives. Oh, basically. yeah. He, they ain't keeping track of all of you. Okay. See, I don't know much about I need to watch like a thing I've, about I've got. I can talk about it. Do we want to okay. transition into yeah, that? Yeah, transition okay. into him. Yeah. All right. Wait, so, but Jerry, you never answered. Are you going to answer? Uh, um. Okay. I think I'd kill Charles Manson because he's just so fucked up in the head, <laughs> you know. And David Koresh, maybe I'd marry him too. I think, yeah. Wait, that means I gotta fuck. Yeah, the yeah. weird guy that probably no, has STDs. No, no. Yeah. no, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Shit. You could have a sexless marriage. See, this is so hard. This is a good one. 
Um. Okay, maybe I'm marrying Warren. See, it's not that bad too. of an idea. He's got so many wives that you could just like walk away and well, he would also know. he's you can't have Wouldn't sex with 80 people in one day he's also old like, as shit so break. he's probably not having that much sex like hugh hefner style where like they didn't really have sex i think they did have you watched the the documentary about the playboys i've seen part of it it's really I have. crazy it's wild yeah but that was also over a span of many, yeah. many years. He probably got old and couldn't get it up anymore. But I'm exactly. sure he had. I'm sure he had Viagra and things. And then you had to do it like a lot longer because it was like fake erection Sick, <laughs> for bro. like hours. I remember hearing something. I don't know if it was like an audio part of like Holly Madison's book. I love her. Or I She's do so too. Cute. Or if it was part of this documentary, but in girls talking about it, I think it might have been where I started it. And they were talking about like how every night was movie night and they would like go into his room, lay in his bed. And then you had to like stay after. Yes. So he would like pick someone maybe to stay after or like multiple people. He would tell people to go to the room or he would he would send his girls like his girlfriend to go out and pick girls from the party or whatever to come in and hang out with them. And then it turned into like a crazy sex party with like wild toys and whatever he was doing. Maybe I'm thinking of from like the girls next door show. I loved that show too. And it made me, I wanted honestly, before I knew all this stuff, I thought romanticized the fuck out of it. I was like, if I, if I ever did anything like that, I would be on playboy because it's like classy. No, they made you think that like, it was a good, the good, thing absolutely and that they took care and those girls on their show they made it they were so normal seeming and they were sweet but that's how you keep the the veil exactly on things so messed up absolutely see these cult leaders like hugh hefner i would say that's a cult i would say that's fair i mean if like nowadays when you really look back at stuff like yeah it was fucked up i mean they he had so much control all of absolutely they over couldn't all those go women. anywhere without him knowing yeah. where they were going they couldn't they didn't get order enough food. money yeah like, they yeah, didn't they have, have like financial they independence had, yeah no. they couldn't leave kendra they was like a teenager she was like 18 or 19 yeah. when mm-hmm. she started living there she's hilarious my mom yeah, was the first person that got me on that um girls next door tv show she loved it and i was surprised that she was like emily you should watch this it's so cute Cause I was like, she watches. She wants me to watch the Playboy show, and then I started watching it, and I love them. They're so sweet. Yeah, I know. I feel bad for them, but same. They're all better off now. Yes, okay. but also, yeah, they're famous, and thank God they got that out of this. You know, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so we'll transition into uh, the docu series, and I can't remember if it's on. I think it's on Netflix. Uh, Keep sweet, pray and obey, and this is about. This all, I don't want to say that it Actually, started with, it but he, his father, Rulon Jeffs, was the president of the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it was reported that at the time of um, Rulon's death, he was 92 years old. He had 65 wives and 65 children. But it said other sources indicated that he may have been survived by 60 wives and about 60 children, including 33 sons. So that means that his 33 sons have to be wifed up somewhere. And, and they all probably have at least five kids each, right? I mean, I would think because... I mean, 
Yeah, it sounds like some wives. I mean, not every wife had a kid, I'm sure. So, you know, multiple uh, children within. I mean, I think that was that's the purpose. Oh, I agree with you, but who knows what the ratio is, you know, number of children to wives, whatever. So Warren Jeffs took over as prophet of the polygamous cult within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, following Rulon's death, Jeff told the high-ranking um, officials, I won't say much, but I will say this, hands off my father's wives. When addressing his father's widows, he said, you women will live as if father is still alive and in the next room. Within a week. He wait, wait, whose father? Father is Warren Jeffs? Rulon, uh, Rulon was Warren Jeffs' father. So when he died, Warren said, hands off my dad's wives, whatever. Within a week, he had married all but two of his father's wives. Wait, okay, so, okay, hold on. Let me back up on this, because that was fast. Okay, so you're saying that Rulon was the dad, and Warren Jeffs was a son, and then Rulon had all these wives. How mm-hmm. many? Six, six, between 60, 60 and 65. And yeah. then when he died, Warren Jeffs started marrying them? Yes. What Even the though hell? it was like his father strictly said to lay off his Did wife. he also marry his, his mother? mother? Good yeah. question. Surely not. That is weird. Yeah. And how so. did the, why did the women think that they have it to. was okay to marry? Wait, they had to marry his son? They don't have an option. That's the whole point of this is like they were like there because the no, men were ruling. I guess yes. they were, and that's why it was called "Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey." So it was uh, obey, obey what we say. The men, yeah, yeah, basically. obey the the men in your lives, and there were no. I mean, they weren't making money. They didn't have jobs. I mean, they were, you know, homemakers, whatever, and they were raising you know plethoras of children and cohabitating, you know, with three other wives within, you know, a the polygamous marriage, that sort of thing, all with one goal. And the goal was to build and live and exist in this place that they called Zion. Okay. And Zion was this ranch in Texas that was um, almost 1,700 acres. Well, hold up. Before they got to Texas, they took over. They got kicked out of the Mormon community in Utah. And Why? Because their his Rulon's practices were different from mm-hmm. the regular like Mormon LDS, I guess. Right, which well, means that they're they we'll were get into that why they're a cult. And that was yeah. part of it because Mormonism isn't all about polygamy and that. I think sort that of thing. at that time in the the area they were in in Utah, they were evolving their lifestyles of the teachings and practices that they were following and that the father didn't want that and wanted to stay with the polygamous style life style. Gotcha. So they moved south into southern Utah and developed this huge community and took over basically this entire town there. And then when that's when they were kind of getting into trouble there with stuff that they they were kind of getting run out once the communities that they were living in kind of figured out what was going on and that sort of thing and they were frowning upon it and you know just people were starting to ask questions and i can't remember so they secretly purchased all this property in texas that they're calling zion where in texas um 
I don't know exactly was where. Was it like near like Dallas or like was it just like out in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. Okay, So gotcha. they started funneling all this money and all these resources and he started leaving and traveling all the time and they figured out it was to this place in Texas he was calling Zion where they were actually building this community there. It was supposed to be a self-sustaining community and orchard filled with trees, apple trees, peaches, pears, um, and a massive temple and housing for all of the families. So, first of all, I love that these cults, they're all so um, original with his name of Zion for, for his town or whatever it's going to be. I'm like, okay, couldn't you come up with something that wasn't in the Bible? I don't know. Yeah. Like they name their kids. They're all like Abraham and like John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in in the documentary, there some some of the children got, I mean, they got out and, you know, there were ones that left like at different times or whatever. And there were people that like also were like in love, but they weren't like, a marriage match and so they couldn't be together and one would run away the other one was supposed to run away sometimes they came back and it was just really sad to you know kind of know what these you know especially women went through because they would be matched with these men at like 13 14 years old and you know as soon as they got their period they were expected to marry and breed and it was like it i mean it was wild so were they okay so my question is were they recruiting through were they still recruiting through the outside world or were they just like reproducing i think it was mostly reproducing within the community that was already there incestuous Kind of. Yeah, and like they all, he also at some point got pissed off at some of the wives that were being not like defiant, but like he was mad at how things were unraveling and maybe mad at some of his brothers too. And yes. he switched up their marriages and like changed who they were the wives were married to to these other old, old men. Yes. Like his father's like close in age folks and stuff like that. Wow. It was nuts. So needless to say in the docu-series, um, the government eventually gets involved and there was, I mean, there's Matt. a really crazy story. It's something involved like him getting pulled over after leaving like a casino or some sh- something like that where like he's like partaking in this crazy lifestyle outside of Oh yeah, like, of course. Spending, he's like going out yes, and doing yeah. that crazy out, stuff but everybody else is money, not allowed to. Yes, doing the things that taking nobody, all the other people's yes, money. 100% yeah. doing things that he's not supposed to be doing and that sort of thing. Well, no, he's allowed to do it. Well, right. But they're not. Right. right. Yeah. But needless to say, the government gets involved and they had, you know, just, I, I mean, masses of people coming in to take these children. So do you think he was and, buying drugs or anything like that that may have been put him on the radar or like gambling a lot of money or not paying taxes? Um, I think maybe part of it started when they were in Texas or trying to move the community to Texas and people in Texas were questioning what was happening, like the fishiness of 
yeah the community that was being built and what was really going on yeah but i don't 100 percent know that but it says that he was arrested um for harboring and his brother was arrested arrested for harboring a fugitive because at that point jeff's was a fugitive and there was a traffic stop that said he had 142,000 in cash and 7,000 in prepaid debit cards. And so he was like kind of on the run for a few years. How was, did he get all this cash? That's crazy to me. I guess he wasn't, he was getting it from all the other people and he wasn't spending it. Yeah, like somehow they had businesses. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So, so. Did he end up going to jail? Is he in jail? Yes. yes. He's serving a life sentence. So, it, and he was raping he, in children Palestine, and things Texas. like that? Yeah, he ended up getting convicted for a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But it is believed that he still runs this FLDS and exercises influence on its members from prison. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, moving along to um, the next loser in <laughs> <laughs> this cult series. Uh, we're going to talk about Nexium. So in nineteen, yeah, in nineteen ninety eight, Keith Rainier and Nancy Saltzman, a former psychiatric nurse, founded Nexium um, as a purported self help organization near Albany, New York. Um, it was a corporation that sold human potential Shout out New York. development. <laughs> you, you, it sold human potential. I, I don't know if that's good. Development. <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, it's just. I mean, we're not from Albany, at least. No, we're not. (laughs) And self-help materials and devolved into personality cults um, of its founder, Keith Rainier. So it was basically started, and this is my opinion, but I'm I think I'm pretty right as a multi-level marketing scheme. And right, yeah. so it was supposed to be almost like this executive professionalism like leadership and development. development yes. type of thing. Yeah. And they would bring folks in for these classes and it sort of evolved. Into oh, and then something. you had to, conti- it's kind of like you had to continue paying more and more you had to, to get to the paying levels. And, right. You had to continue leading workshops and, you know, these classes. It's and, like kind of like a multi-level marketing for like, but for like leadership development. Right. But you can, they conducted these intensive classes for about 12 hours a day for 16 days straight. And they once cited the price was $7,500. And then most of the time, you know, when you have these people start there, you're not stopping. You like, you know, for whatever reason, experience some sort of like enlightenment situation. You're like, Oh my God, this is working. Like I need to stick with this. And can you pause right there? Because I want to say something. Yeah. I've always just wondered. I think about this stuff and we'll talk, we'll get into like why cults are happen and what they are and stuff like that in a minute. But like, how can somebody, I don't think I've ever met anybody that I would just like follow and blindly and just be like, okay. And like do everything. I kind of want to be that way, but I don't want to be a cult leader, but I want to be somebody that's like charismatic and like people like to be around me, but I'm just not. Well, why, how, I don't understand. How do these people get these characteristics to lead these groups and to like think about it? And they're like, they're like, they, they are obviously extremely smart and 
just don't have any morals right. and are just like they don't care about other people. It's, yeah. and, and who knows if like it They're started out, out that way like it, mentally for you know some of these cult leaders or whatever but it's just like the success and the you know love that the followers you know or the class participants in, in the beginning show it just like takes off from there into like, something that it wasn't ever ego. meant to be. Yeah 100%. Yeah. And it said in the classes were divided into modules and in one module, um, not necessarily number one, but in a module, um, it was called relationship sourcings where students were instructed to explore the, the benefits that they would receive in the event of a partner's sudden death. That's weird. Oh, wait, they would get away a partner, like if they were married or like in a, a, in a relation. Yeah. yeah. That's like, weird. Wait, so to me as professional development training. So essentially they're getting life insurance money. Interesting. Right. And they were getting trained on how to get that. I mean, it went to from explore the benefit. Yeah, it went from zero to a hundred quickly. And it said, <laughs> I, I mean, know. those are kind of things we should have talked about in our in our episode that dropped last week or today. Technically, what? How not to uh, like how what things you need to know in your thirties, like how to collect insurance, have life money, insurance. Like, yeah, life insurance. But like, yeah, that's wild. So. There ended up being, it evolved from that into a sex cult at some point. And well, so he, he, what was his name? Keith uh, Rainier. Keith Rainier decided, I remember because of Ashley, or Allison Mack, Alex Mack. Al- Al- yeah. Which yeah. she was in, what show was she in? Smallville. Smallville. And she, her name was Alex Mack in that, mm-hmm. wasn't she? And so she like, they she somehow got recruited and then, did you did you watch that documentary or whatever or yeah, whatever yeah. it was? And um so she one day I believe, like, didn't they have they were having a therapy session and he was gonna like massage her or something like that? Isn't that oh, right? Yeah. Isn't that how I this don't happened? even think it was him. I think that was the woman. No, it was a man. Or they had like somebody come in there and Oh, did, the woman's like, the one that gave them the tattoos or whatever. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, because they started that whole other like the part women's of the, group. That was yes, after the women's yeah. group. That was after a while though. But the first time I think that she realized like that everything started happening was but when she got that it wasn't a- Allison. It wasn't Ash Allison Al- Alex, Alex. Mack. It was the other girl that did the document or doc whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Well, there I mean is a lot to it but I think it started one way and then it very quickly went in like a whole different direction but said an estimated 18,000 people enrolled in the group's workshops including its executive success program that's the one I was thinking of first and most participants only took a few classes but some members became um, ardent followers of Mr. Rainier calling him Vanguard and that's what it was was yeah and regarding him as the most ethical man in the world and by 2017, several former members had asked New York state authorities to investigate Nexium. The complaints focused on a secretive group within the organization called the VOW. That's what it That's is. the name of the documentary. Yes. And it says, or DOS, an acronym for the Latin phrase that roughly translate to Lord Master of the Obedient Female Companions. And the members were branded which is the tattoo you're talking yeah. about, Jerry. What did that tattoo look like? I forgot. It was letters. But wasn't it like upside down his name or something? Yes, when you turned it the other way. Because I think in the documentary that she said she had never like paid attention to how it really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What it really was. And then she figured out she was like branded with him for her life. They but, were also assigned to have sex with him. 
the celebrity affiliations. Alex Max, like you just talked about, then Kristen Kruik, or I don't know what her name, how you say her last name, but she was also in Smallville. She was the brown-haired actress in Smallville. Mm-hmm. And um, Claire Bromfem, Bromfman, who's a Seagram's heiress, like Seagram's. That was the girl that the blonde, the, the girl ginger from- ale. That's Seagram's. Well, they're or like Seagram's liquor. cocktails. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And, yeah. Jerry just loves ginger ale. Damn, girl. Yes, I think she, they do ginger she asked me earlier when we were at Trader Joe's, she said, do they have um, individual non-alcoholic drinks here? And I was like, yeah. So I took her to the damn juice aisle or whatever. And she was like, they don't have a Coke? I'm like, no. <laughs> no it's Trader Joe's. So Sorry. we come and she was like, I really just wish I had a ginger ale. I said, well, Cramps is going to have Diet Mountain Dew. But that's about it. I don't even have any Diet Mountain Dew right now. I know. It's crazy. Needless. Okay, the last person was Catherine Oxenberg, who was a dynasty actress, and her daughter was the one who was deeply involved in it that they were trying to rescue. I can't remember the daughter's name. I want to say it starts with an A, something like that. Um, But overall... And that was a girl that they really told her story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because they tried to save her, and they were trying to communicate with her, and it was one of those things where when, you know, you got deep enough into it, I mean... They, they would you know, cut off they took your cell phone. Yeah. They, you know, you were not supposed to be on social media in any capacity. And it was really just like isolating these people. Okay. I, sorry Go to ahead. interrupt. I looked up the branding. So the way that they explained it was like that. I remember it was something about like this mountain and the sun and everything. Mm-hmm. But then when you turned it sideways, what it is is a giant K for yes. Keith, and then the little part on the inside of it is then an upside down capital R for his last name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's obvious when you see it. Like at like when they explained it, they were like, "Oh, we had our initials, his initials on us." I was like, "Oh my god, it's so obvious now." But that then when, they like, showed it, but before it when was they like, were explaining what. It was to them what they were told it was. It also looks like exactly. that. Exactly. Yes. That's, yeah. That's yeah. like, you don't know. And then you turn it and you're like, wow, that's crazy. Well, so, okay. So this kind of reminds me. So the girl that, what was her name that they're trying to find that was in the documentary series? Oxenberg's daughter. Yeah. So it, she was saying she was getting massage or something and he was like trying to like work out whatever. And it reminded me of, the guy that like molested all the gym- gymnasts yes. that would like, oh. he, he'd be like, Oh, Nancer. I need to fix, this is going to fix your Larry problem. Nancer, and he would yeah. like stick his hand in their vagina mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And he would do it in front of their parents. Yeah. Like in the same room, but yeah. like they yeah. would be facing a different way. And then the girls like, don't really know like if that's wrong or not. That, that's what that reminded me. I don't know. Why. I swear. I just saw something about how he just got fucked up in jail. Maybe. He probably I mean, will, he I'm sure. It, yeah. But those victim statements were some of the most intense moments in a courtroom I've ever seen. Oh my gosh, seen. I know. It was wild. So let me wrap up Nexium just real quick. And, and y'all, there is so much more to all of these stories. Go watch the docu-series. Um, but Rainier and five women linked to Nexium, um, including Nancy Saltzman, that Claire Bronfman, um, Seagram's lady, and then Alex Mack were charged with racketeering conspiracy involving a raft of crimes, including identity theft, extortion, forced labor, sex trafficking, money laundering, wire fraud, and obstruction of justice. Wow. 
So they were, they definitely started off being like, let's be awesome executive professionals mm-hmm. and to um, let's steal some money and force people to have sex with us. Yep. Power went to their heads. Apparently so. Yeah, Larry Nasser just got stabbed in jail two weeks ago after a <laughs> comment he made watching Wimbledon. Oh. Ooh. Is he dead? I don't think so. My thing is, when you're in jail, Why these you people that are TV? in jail and they're going to stab somebody, they know where to stab you to kill you. So did they do it just to mess with him? Just to be like, to put him in pain? To like torture him? Or like, because they, if they want to kill you, they're going to kill you. Oh, for sure. You're going to be dead. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. that's how I feel. No, I mean, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, who he was knows? stabbed in the back and the chest. Yikes. That's crazy. I know. The other one, big one that I want to talk about is this Mommy Doomsday podcast. And there's a show. Have you ever seen it? I have not. So it is about, have you seen it or listened to the podcast? Um, Refresh my memory because I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember whether I watched it. Her, I forgot her name and I'll tell you in a minute, but she, there's a lady who was like a beauty queen. She was really pretty. She married this guy, whatever, ends up having some kids like from two different people I think and then um gets involved with this guy from the Latter-day Saints like the Mormon community and he is like essentially starting a cult I guess or he's got like a cult going kind of thing oh and then she kills yes, her kids she Lori said there's Val. Lori yeah Valo yeah so she kills oh. the two kids it's like JJ or J. JJ and I forgot the little girl's name Mm -hmm. and I feel bad not knowing their names, but this is kind of off the cuff, but, um, yeah. So she, but they were like talking about how people were zombies. Did you listen? Yes. So they went on a murder spree and basically killed multiple family members. But they didn't actually physically, I don't, maybe, maybe they did, but I don't know if they physically killed everybody, but they, um, facilitated the the murders so like maybe her brother i think it was her brother mm-hmm. or a cousin or somebody like that who was following her would do a murder like killed her ex-husband for her but yes. she really kind of manipulated him into doing it but then they also killed somebody else yes that was an adult um she was convicted in may of conspiracy to murder tammy daybell the late wife of Valo's current husband. So his, her current husband's ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and then JJ and Tylee. Yeah, but there were, were there several some, other people yeah. that, oh. that got murdered by somebody else. Oh. But they kind of facilitated it. So I don't know if that's like she'll yes. actually get murder. But she'll probably get some type of... I don't know if they're going to be able to have proof or whatnot, but... Her ex-husband, I forgot his name. You know who I'm talking Chad. about? Yeah. Ch- no, no, Chad's, no, her, Chad's her, the... the guy that did it with her, like killed her kids with her. Like buried them in the ground, like in Texas or wherever they were. Oh, that was it, her fifth husband. It was out in yeah. Idaho. Damn. I think like, it was oh. in like Idaho or something. It Maybe it was somewhere out in the middle of nowhere, like the country. But she also has a living son that was mm-hmm. living like in California, I think at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was like... I don't know what's going on, like kind of like separated, but okay. So going back to this like whole cult thing, this Chad guy, he wrote a bunch of books and then he would say stuff. He was using religion to like get people to follow him. And then he was kind of like twisting it to say like people were zombies 
And he was like, basically, they were just telling other people, this person's a zombie, which means that they don't like them anymore, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that that person, any any zombie, anytime anybody turns into a zombie, they can kill them and God will allow it. And it's not against the law in their minds. So they would just like kill people. Just be like, oh, that person's a zombie now. And so they were like, oh, our kids are zombies. And they killed them. That's crazy. It says she faces separate charges in Arizona in connection with the death of her fourth husband, Charles Vallow, as well as conspiring to kill her ex-nephew-in-law, Brandon Boudreaux. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they killed her ex-husband. He died. So she had a mental breakdown. Well, so I don't know because she seemed normal and happy. If you listen to the podcast, it was such a good podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there's a TV. I don't know what it's on. If it's on Netflix or whatnot. But what was the podcast called? Do you Mommy know? Doomsday. You need okay. to. It's so good. Um, but she was like beauty queen. Like she was so pretty. Like everybody loved her. She did all these things. She was a great mom. All these things had a great. She found a great husband. Then all of a sudden she gets hooked up with this Chad Daybell guy. And like she's not even divorced from her husband. And then they like moved to Hawaii or somewhere like that. Yeah, they like escaped to Hawaii and basically like her kids were missing. Yeah. And they just were like They're like the people the peace. press were down there and they were like, yeah. What's going where are your kids? And they were just like, What? What are you talking about? They're out they're with their aunt or some you know, some lie. And they would try to find the people that they say that they were with. And they were like, they aren't here. The grandparents were like the ones that really kind of dug into it and got the police involved. And it's such a sad story because these grandparents wanted so bad to like, and I I believe the youngest little boy, I think he might've had autism. JJ had autism. Yes. Yeah. And JJ was actually her nephew's son. Right. Yes. They adopted him. And she and her ex-husband adopted him. And then they got divorced after that because she started being crazy. Yeah. Okay. So all this being said, all these, like, we've got all this cult stuff. And I just want to know, like, what do you guys think? Like, what is a cult? We're going to talk about that. What do y'all think a cult is? If I were to ask you and you, you didn't have, like, Google or whatnot, what would you, what would your definition of a cult be? I would say... That it is an organization that even though you participate in, you in a way have no choice, I guess, because maybe you don't have the financial resources, you don't have the mental stability to get out, or you just have no other family, no no other, you know, familial resources. Okay. And you So have- how do you get into it? I mean, I think oftentimes it starts innocently and then you are mentally broken down, you know, financially either cut off or, you know, reliant on this group of people or person and it's all you have left. Yeah. Jerry, what do you think it is? Yeah, I agree with most of that. I think like people get sucked into this of wanting to be like a part of something and feel like they belong somewhere. Like maybe they're at this low point in life where they've gone through some things and they are feeling maybe like lonely, you know, Mm -hmm. and that they don't have like this group to like fit in with. Yeah. And somehow they find this like organization, they get pulled in 
and they feel like they've found like this group of people that understand them in a way or like make them feel um welcome or yeah like welcome yeah. yeah and then they they pour all their life into it you know and then they get cut off from all their family all their friends and they start putting their resources into it and maybe they don't even really have a lot of resources outside of it so it's like their lifeline yeah and so they, they have nowhere to go yeah they just get sucked in i mean not all cults have like a murderous undertone you know like but a lot of them do the whole point of it is control in yes. that the idea is really that they want to control and take over yes. and have all of their ideologies. In a very manipulative yes, way. Have their like, ideologies yeah. like push onto everybody else and that they are like the majority of what the world would be basically. Right. So when I, I did a little bit of research, not a lot, like to figure out like what the internets of the world says. Okay, so a cult is a system of religious veneration. And I don't know if that's how you say that. V-E-N-E-R-A-T-I-O-N, which I Googled that too, because I was like, I don't know what that means. I'm not that smart. Look, I'm, I did not oh, that. I don't know it. the words of the world, okay? <laughs> I know what, like, like fifth grade reading You're level. not going to win a spelling bee? <laughs> No, I might win the spelling bee. I'm good at that. <laughs> if you told me to spell veneration, I would be able to spell it. But I, I can't tell you what the, the definition is. If I was like, please give me that in a sentence, I'd be like, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> okay. But the veneration or vener, I'm assuming that's what it is. The act of honoring a saint is essentially what that is. So a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object and it is a re or a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. Okay, so what is the difference between in a cult and a religion or a church? Are you asking? No. Well, I'm asking, but I'm going to tell you some thoughts. But I want to know, like, what you think it is. Like, do you, like, okay, so I'll just start talking and you guys chime in whenever you feel. Well, one has become a legal way to... Uh, funnel money without that, taxes. Yes, agreed. Well, and not <laughs> only that, I think when it comes down to following specific like rules, processes, or ideologies, I mean, every religion is a cult. Essentially, yeah. Well, sort of. Okay, so yes and no. And so they, I actually found this, um, what's the guy's name? Oh my God. What's the guy that has the podcast? Joe Rogan. I oh, found a Joe Rogan God. thing about cults today because I was like, oh, my gosh. He's one to talk. And so I started listening to it. And it actually, <laughs> it was actually very interesting. And I didn't get to finish it. But, like, y'all should look it up. I think it's something similar to this. Like, what's the difference between a cult and a religion? Jerry's like, I ain't fucking with Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> no, not either. She has how his COVID treatment went with his horse tranquilizer. <laughs> what I don't I don't ever listen to him everybody's like you should listen to Joe Rogan I'm like no. I don't know I don't listen to him but like I did find that and I I thought it was interesting because they the guy that was on there was he basically said he was like every cult's a religion Catholicism is religion all these things are I mean uh, hold on back every up religion everything's is every a religion cult. is a cult yeah. yeah and the guy was like well I disagree with that and so and I thought it was very interesting their little conversation so anyways, okay, so a cult uses the followers' beliefs to extract things from them. 
Okay. Yes. And a cult is a social movement. It's not like it's essentially it boils down to time. Okay. Anyone can create a new religion in the United States and appeal to the government for new religion status and get protections and recognition from the U S government. So technically anyone can have like their cult and call it a religion. So like Scientology or whatnot, like Mormonism, people used to think was a cult, um, things like that. Okay. So both religion and religions or churches or whatever, and cults, they have things in common. So they, a charismatic leader, these people often follow a leader who claims divine or special access to different models of knowledge and revelations. Many are martyred. Many of these people are martyred. Like, so, um, the guy from the book, not the book of Mormon, not the book of Mormon. (laughs) I forgot his name. The guy from the Mormon religion who like started it, he was, he was lynched. I think. And then what was the other guy? I'm trying to think of it. The Brigham Young took over after the other guy. Like John Smith. It was like, it was Joseph Joseph Smith. Smith. It was like, yeah. Um, So many are martyred. And a lot of, a lot of times they have these religions and cults to have in common end days. So both of them are like, Oh, we're going to go to a better place. And there's going to, the world, end of the world's coming. Jesus is going to come back. There's going to be a second coming or whatnot. Um, so they, like all the, all, a lot of the research I did said that like time is what differentiates a cult from religion, a religion, because it takes time for a cult, for a movement, for like one of these social movements to establish itself as a legit part of a religious landscape. That makes sense. And this is from. Because they don't normally last for long. Yeah. I'm reading this stuff from like Penn today. Because that could also like feed into the um, urgency of its ramp up. You know, of people wanting to participate. Yeah. Because they feel like there's this impending well, and I've thing. always thought about this, and I and I hate to say this, but like, because I know that Christianity is like a big deal, and like, you know, I grew up as a Catholic in Catholic church and things like that, and I've gone to other churches. I've actually been to Mormon churches with friends that were Mormon when I was younger. My parents were very good about like letting me go, like experience other things. Well, Jesus, in my opinion, is kind of a cult leader. Like he was martyred. I did not know that was coming. <laughs> I know. But like, if you think about it, but I don't necessarily I, like, so, but okay. So if you dig into it, most of these cult leaders are doing something like, uh, I won't, I'll say evil, I guess they're doing something that's like against the law or like not good. So like things that people think are devious. So they're having sex with children. Yeah. They're in, from what we know, Jesus wasn't doing any of that stuff. So right. that's that's a differentiator, right? Oh, for sure. So thank God. What about that virgin Mary, <laughs> I mean, though? you know. But Did you it, hear her? What'd she say? You better say it again. <laughs> say it again. I said, what about that virgin Mary, though? <laughs> well, you're, this is the truth. And <laughs> she, look. I'm not going to question mark still. I'm not going to say anything about that because I might go to H E L double hockey sticks. That's if you believe there is one. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's true. (laughs) Okay. So a cult is a term used to demonize a movement that is controversial and it's, or, or it's a threat to main mainstream society. Okay. And I know Sarah is like, she, we were, won't even be like ready to be done. And she is like already corked up the wine. She's drank her drink and she's 
she got her vape in her hand, feet, ready, to, ready to walk out of the door. I'm not ready to walk. You out. do this I'm every just time. Getting comfortable. Okay, you don't look comfortable to me. You look I like am. you're walk, about to walk out. So, gotta go. So, cults. Okay, so first of all, do y'all think based on the? Okay, so hold on. Cults will rush you into joining. Right. They dismiss any questions that people have about like their inner works or whatever, and they may put you, tell you like, "Hey, go look at these." documents and go do these um review these videos yeah these videos and then when you get done with those videos you're more confused and you forgot what your questions were and you're like and it told you not to ask any questions like shiny ball syndrome yeah it's like indoctrinated like go look at this while we're doing this yes like for babies like they squeak squeak like a, a mobile on your crib the cult leader is a higher power. The a legit religion will have you worshiping a higher source. Yeah, like a prophet. Yeah. It's a red flag if the leader claims to be the only person who can speak for a particular God or holy being. Apparently. That's what every cult leader does. Exactly. <laughs> so that's a red flag. Ding, ding. But like, I just, I can't wrap my head around me just meeting somebody and get, be getting brought into this, like, I don't know, group. And just this one person being introduced as, like, the quote-unquote leader. And just being like, oh, hell yeah, everything they say is, like, amazing. Same. Like, I'm just following the word of this one person that claims to be this prophet right. or whatever. It's like, how, why did you get to make that decision? Exactly. Well, I don't think that that's... I. I totally understand what you're saying but i think that that's like the whole point is that you're preying on people or you know what you're offering is you know this grandiose thing you know whatever i mean how in the world do you think that nexium got all these people to join they were you know advertising executive professionalism yeah like and then it you know you have this following and then it turns into something completely different yeah. So cults control rather than guide. Okay. They have people watching to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Right. And a lot of times they'll have like in these things that they've had, they'll say that like, say you're a new member and I've been there for a little bit. You're new and they're going to put me over there to watch you to make sure you don't disappear. Do well, what, not even not, watch me. Probably befriend me and get yes. a feel of what my thoughts, feelings are. And talk to you. Get you to tell group. me things. Yeah, yeah. Make me feel comfortable and peel me like an onion and try and figure me out. Yeah. And so that they can find an, something bad right. about you so that they can use it against you. Exactly. Am I going to be so an that you asset can't get out. Yeah. or am I going to be an enemy? And if I'm an enemy, what is my deepest, darkest secret that you can hold against me to make me shut up? Well, my thing is like, if you're an enemy, why don't you just get them out ASAP? You know, like if you're not going to be against like, Which why do you want to sure keep that them? They do that with some folks and maybe the ones that they just find, you know, resourceful in some aspect, whether it be connections or finances, you know, whatever, you know, maybe keep those people around first, you know, a reason. Yeah. True. I, I, yeah. So essentially they're micromanaging your life. Yeah. Right. So basically and what you're faith. telling me is that you're in a cult. Because I'm like, yes, at my job. <laughs> oh my God. I was thinking about this earlier today. I, I, okay, so this is another thing that I have, but let me say this last thing and then I'll tell you what my other thoughts about that. They make it extremely hard to trust fellow followers. That's another thing. So they, so they try to make it to where you can't, it's a one-to-one. Yes, you can't say anything to anybody because you don't want to be like, hey, did he do this to you? Yeah. And then be like, yeah, he did that to me. And then everybody gangs up on you and like, 
Yeah. You know, you have a group to get yeah, out. So make you feel only comfortable enough with them. Yes. And no one else. Essentially, our Leave jobs. You know lifelines. Yeah. Essentially, like our job. Maybe our jobs aren't cults, but like kind of. If you think about all this stuff, are people who follow bands, sports, all these things that like everybody's got like like fish. Everybody has like they go follow these people around. It's like Jesus, essentially. <laughs> I thought you meant go fish. Like oh. <laughs> all these people that are going fishing. No, these people that go follow fish, like the band, or like follow Dave Matthews, or like follow Grateful Dead. Follow listeners, I who, know who the band Taylor fish is. Swift. Jesus, like the Swifties. Anybody that's watching, listening on to my our whole podcast, entire life, she leaves out Panic just to piss me off. Hey. Guess who we're going to see this weekend? That's exciting. <laughs> I don't leave them out to piss you off. Why would I do that? They're just not top of mind. Just like I would not ever name fish in that list because they're not. Well, top only of reason mind I named me. fish is because we were talking about it earlier, and I was looking at the poster. And you're and wearing, also wearing a shirt. t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the podcast, though, like also people follow oh, yeah. podcasts. And like Joe Rogan, for Look instance. Look at Jerry's sweatshirt. I know. You have the Caller Daddy. Caller Daddy. Shout out like Alex it. Cooper. Father Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like are those, like if we're like people who are Alabama fans, that's a oh, cult. A Nick cult. Saban, cult. a.k.a. That's Nick a Satan cult. is, <laughs> I know he's not Satan, but like, and I think he's a nice dude, but like. I call him that because it's just funny. But that's a cult, right? But he's also not the only coach that Alabama's ever had. Like, they have still been a cult way before he ever when, came like, along. I yeah. mean, talk about the machine. Like, yeah. That's a cult. A hundred percent. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we won't go there, I guess. I'm a little scared about that. Why? They got a machine at UAB? Everywhere. Oh. Yeah. I think they got one everywhere. Interesting. Yeah, but like... Don't you think that basically our world is kind of Mini made cults? of, yes. Yeah, I think that's if, fair. If you think I about it. it's just like the severity of the level that your cult Oh, for becomes. sure. I it's mean, like, even monopolies in with like Alabama power. I mean, it's the only one we got. We don't have a choice. A monopoly right. and a cult are a little different. I know that they're not the <laughs> well, same. But, I'm just saying. Well, but so, okay. So for instance, if we didn't have rules and laws and stuff and we grew up and we didn't, weren't told, Hey, nobody should rape you. Nobody should do these things to you. Nobody should touch you before you're, you know, 18 years old or, you know, we probably did, but you know, that was With accident. Consent. Uh, un- With consent. Yeah. No, unconsent. Un- yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. Non-consensual. Like, what, if we didn't have people telling us that these things were not allowed, then we wouldn't know what is allowed and somebody else could be like, oh, it's okay to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And so this essentially somebody one day decided that we're going to come to America and make this place a religious freedom place. And, but we have rules in place to make sure that other things don't happen. It's just in other countries, technically they don't do the same thing. And we could call those places. They could be cults. Really, our lives are just a bunch of mini cults. <laughs> our group, friends, friend group is a freaking cult. It's, it is. I mean, I don't know who the leader is. We don't really have a leader and nobody's getting any money, but. Sorry, drink. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting. But I also think Jesus is the biggest cult and he started all the rest of the cults. And that's a really controversial subject. But it 100%. is. And he, I'm not digging in. 
Christianity started. All, all these other cults have spun off of Christianity. Well, Christianity wasn't the first religion. Well, of course, but. But I concur. Yeah. I mean, they're all the same. It's just like that one evolves to be the largest and has the most supporters that blindly support anything that's written in this book that they read. I just want to understand, like, where these people, like, from the Mommy's Doomsday thing, got the zombie part. Like, who comes up with that? And, like, who follows that? If somebody was like, they're a zombie, I'm like, have you been watching too much Walking Dead? Because I love that show, but I'm not going to, like, think it's real life. But you know it doesn't just start with that conversation. You know she what I'm saying? That's true. Like, like, like does, it's got to start somewhere, but it sure as shit ain't that. But w- if if you were to come to me as uh, we haven't known each other for a million years, but like if you were, we've known each other longer than a lot of these cult leaders have known the people that they recruit. Yeah. And you were to come to me and be like, Emily, these are the things that I think. And I think that zombies, people turn to zombies. I'd be like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> and I'd probably call your parents and be like. <laughs> She needs help. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'd probably text somebody. I'd probably be like, Brandon, help. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> somebody. Like, who's been talking to you? What is going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. I would honestly think it was just like this long satirical, like, act you were putting on for the day for some reason. <laughs> well, I don't think I'm a very gullible person. And I don't think that I have a creative enough mind to come up with some of the shit I disagree. that these cult leaders to come, come up, up with. your own cult? I disagree. Yeah. She always thinks she's not creative and doesn't have any special talents. And I, I freaking disagree. I don't have special talents. Whatever. What's my special talent, Jerry? I said it was... You did... Well, of course, my own sister hasn't listened to this last week's episode. I did it. Or two weeks ago. My special talent... Oh, so we had, yeah, so. I don't know where. I asked her if she had any (laughs) hidden talents. And mine is that I can blow bubbles. Do I have any? Oh, a hidden talent? Yeah. I know what yours are, or were at least. What? You used to be able to hold a pen between your shoulder blades. I can do that. And put your uh, feet behind your head. I don't know if I can still do that. That's 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 a skill. She got some crazy ass scapulas. A talent is like something that is like this repeatable thing that you can put on like a show with me. Wow, you can can legit blow. I'm blowing bubbles. Like wow. (laughs) Like last time I tried to do it, my spit wasn't thick enough. I've been doing that since I was a kid. Um, She's trying. I don't think I have a like an actual talent. I don't. Yeah. Can you sing? God no. Hell no. She can't even keep. She up with sounded the words. good earlier when she was singing John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. John Jacob Jinger. Jinger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I God. cannot sing like like no. That's. Bad. That's <laughs> you probably can. I think that everyone can sing. They just don't know. No, if they you gotta sing the right song. I, no, no, no. I my <laughs> former partner in life was a musician and could sing. Had all the musical talents. Could play multiple instruments. And one day told me while we were singing in the car that <laughs> I was tone deaf. 
he was jealous. I mean, I love her. She's my sister, but it's her and Brandon are the exact same person singing in the car. They cannot sing um, on key. Or but are they? At the are you right trying time. to sing? Is that? Are you trying? Or are you just like doing it goofy? Because that's how I feel. I'm not on. I, I can't mean, do it. I, I need you I to can, answer honestly I know right I now. I cannot sing, so it's not like I'm in the car really trying to put on a performance. Oh, I'm having a damn concert. But I'm like, we're you gonna are? practice on the way home. I'm singing along. <laughs> I'm having a good time singing the song, but right. I'm not like putting on a concert. Well, that's how I feel too. So like, if somebody was like. If I was in the car singing, I'm not singing like if I were going to have to like have be exactly. like a Beyonce, but like also I'm not going to do that because I know it probably doesn't sound that good <laughs> exactly. and I'm a little scared. Like, <laughs> oh my you know God. what I mean? Yeah. So, but I think you have talents. I just don't know if you know what they are and I don't know, maybe like, I don't know. You, you have talents. Your talent is like planning trips. <laughs> <laughs> is that a talent or just no all right we'll wrap it up okay catch us on instagram sarah tell us where to catch us i mean well I first we're gonna thank jerry for joining us thank you i know you were yes, a little nervous but you did a great job you did so good thank you're you. just like your mom Proud you look you. just like her so does sarah but you look really a lot like her you think and you talk i feel like you talk like her i get told i look like my dad a lot oh I've never met your dad, so I don't know. She has Charles Snows. Yes. And his um face. Yeah. yeah. I feel like when thing, I looked I at you earlier tonight, I was like, you look just like your mom. But maybe. But I'm, if you put I'm all having... three of us together, I yeah. take the cake. Yeah. Even I used one of the old filters on TikTok the other day, and I was like, oh, shit, this is done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Okay, anyways, here, that was our Cole episode. We hope you liked it. It was kind of chaotic, but whatever. It's how we roll. Thanks, Jerry, for being here. You can find us on Instagram at Podcast. Send us an email um, at Podcast at gmail.com. See you next week. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I have, I have to, to go. go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's so good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>